We're nearing the end of the class. I think best we can tell is about two more classes and one more lesson. So I believe that's going to work out fine. We're on page 30. We're on page 30 in the handout. Page 30. We started on it Wednesday night and we'll take about five minutes and go back and review some word here. Um, and then we'll finish up with lesson 10 uh, today, Lord willing. And then... Um, Next Sunday is the children's review. Wednesday night is singing. Is that right? Thank So, pardon? This is Wednesday. This Wednesday is the singing. Next Sunday is the review. So, uh, a week from this Wednesday, we'll start on 11, uh, page 33, and then we'll finish that up. So, it's going to work out pretty well. I was hoping to have another week or two, but that's okay. We'll, we'll make it work. <coughs> Love bears all things, love believes all things, love hopes all things, love endures all things. 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 7. Um, now let me ask a question. It, it is, um, do you think love is a cafeteria line? Where you... <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> well, I don't know who said that. It's probably just as well I don't. <laughs> uh, love is not a cafeteria line where we pick and choose the fried food and the dessert and we let all the broccoli and all the other things go. The Lord said, now, first of all, who, all, who was doing that actually in the first 12 chapters? The Corinthians were doing that. The Corinthians were doing that. They were picking and choosing the best spiritual gifts. They were um, um, they they had their cliques. They had uh, they were abusing the Lord's Supper. They were doing all of these things. And Paul, after about twelve chapters of that, said, "That's enough of that nonsense." He's going to tie all of this up in a pretty bow and say, now, "This is what agape love means." Love bears all things, love believes all things, love endures all things. It's not a cafeteria line. You take the, you take the, the easy with the tough. We see that in our marriages. We see that uh, at church at times. We see that in the families. You know, everything is not, uh, uh, there are issues. But, but we, we, agape love says that you'll get through, through that. And remember, <clears throat> we were talking Wednesday, uh, all things in the original Greek is from the uh, Greek word pan, P-A-N, pan. Uh, it's where we get our word uh, uh, pantheism. God is all things. The pantry. Most of our houses have a pantry where we store what? All things. Um, well, most things. That's like at our house. Uh, the panacea. It's a cure for all things. Panoply. We, we have a song where we sing the panoply of God. It's an array of all things. So, 
that, that's where we get, it's a root word where we get all of these words, English words. All things. So the bottom line is we, we have to take it all. We have to accept it all. And we take the entire package. It's not a cafeteria line where I like this quality about you, but I'm not too fond of that one. Well, work with them if you can, but that's just, we all have our little, uh, everybody but me has their idiosyncrasies. Ooh. Yeah. You see who's laughing the most about it. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> um, it's almost like Paul is saying, look, folks, time out. Time out. Uh, we've got to agape love. Uh, in fact, tell me what agape love mean, means from the context of God himself. Agape love. I loved you when what? You weren't lovable. You weren't very lovable, honestly. You were not very lovable. But I loved you anyway. Now, did he love us because there's something we could give him or do for him? No. We couldn't do anything for him. He could only do for us. Um, so when we have agape love for one another, we're, we're not looking for what a person can do for us, but what we can do, we can do for others. You know, back in when John F. Kennedy, for you younger folks, that's in history. <laughs> uh, we actually lived through it. We were very young, but we, we, we lived through it. Where he said, ask not what you can do for your country, but ask what your country can do for you. Well, that's what Paul is saying. I said it back. <laughs> You knew what I meant. Um, that's what God is saying here with agape love. You, you do things because it's right. And you do things uh, not expecting anything in return. But you do it anyway. In spite, in spite of people's faults uh, and, and so on. Questions or comments before we... Yes, yeah, I'm... In my own experience, even if you just try and love that way, it brings people to Christ. And isn't that the whole point of that? Okay, it is, isn't it? Um, that, that's a great point. Um, people see our examples, don't they? Mm -hmm. Now, they may not agree with it, and in fact, the, the world oftentimes doesn't. But when things get rough, who do they usually go to first? Their drinking buddies? They're running, no. When things get rough, they usually come to you. Because life's going to get rough with you at some point. If it hasn't already. It's coming. Um, so we need to be there for others when, when they have their tough times. And they'll be there for you. With the agape love, I was thinking about John 15, 13, saying greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. And so when we and so when we think about that, and if we're willing to lay down our life in brotherly love, what else would be I mean everything else is like an umbrella under it. It just falls under it. A good point. Without agape love. In fact, Paul mentioned that in the first part of chapter 13. He said, even though you were to give your body to be burned, 
And even though you were to die for your friend, but you didn't have love, what did it gain you? Nothing. Nothing. It's the linchpin on which everything, everything hinges. This, this agape love, everything hinges on this. And without it, all you're doing is just basically hurting yourself because it's, it doesn't mean anything. God, God said that. But, it's a, but it's, I see your point. It's a good point. Love bears all things. We, we talked about in, in Galatians 6 and verse 1, we are to what? Are we, do we have a pack to carry as a Christian? That's what the word meant in 6 and verse 1. It drops down to verse 7 or 8. It means it's a different word, even though the English uses the word bear. Uh, we are to, uh, to carry our own pack, our own load. Each of us have a load. We've got to carry it. But then he drops down in Galatians 6 and he says, be sure, oh, by the way, and bear what? Bear one another's load. It's not, it, the, word, the word pack is not used there. But, but it, it's not foreign to the context. That there are times when you have to pick up somebody else's load and their pack. And you may have to carry it. Uh, do you feel like always doing that? No? No? The Lord never said everything you do is now going to be easy and pleasant. Uh, just the opposite. Oftentimes you don't want to do that. I don't feel like that. It's Wednesday night. I just, you know, people come home from work and, and I'm coming to you. Or you come home from work. It's cold, and all you want to do is sit down in the easy chair and get a, or those of you that work, and now, what we all have, get a blanket and watch pole dark or something. But what do you do? What should you do? If you can. Sometimes you're sick and you got, you got obligations. I get that. You get in the car. You drive 30 minutes. And then after you leave on Wednesday night, what? How do you always feel? By the way, so much better. Oh, I just, I just didn't feel like doing that tonight. And you go home refreshed. I feel better. So it's not always pleasant, but you, but you do it now, Beverly. Um, I was reading something that it says they say the stronger of what we believe in is measured by how much we are willing to suffer. That's a good point. I, I, I think that's true. Um, because No, it's a good point. That the, the stronger our belief, the more we're willing to suffer when necessary. Do you think that's true? I think it is true. I think it is true. Because when it gets tough out there, what do a lot of people do? I'm giving up, by the way. I quit. This, this is too much. Well, they had strong, they, their faith was weak. Okay, uh, Lydia and then Lisa. As far as bearing one other's burdens, like Gary and I, we both suffer. We don't always feel like bearing one another's burdens, but we have to keep our marriage strong. You do, don't you? There are times when he picks your burden up. And there are times when you pick his up. That's the way it works. I was just going to hear what Beverly said, that 
there's some visitors here, but that's the whole 747 rule. So when you realize how much has been given to you and done for you, it does build you up and you, you know you need to share that. You want to open up to other people or bear their burdens or whatever needs to be done. The, this you class, that. no, that, that's a great point. All these are all very, very good points. The, the class was, we started day one with, with, from Luke 7.47. And we call it, and I, I'm sure I got, I know I got that from somewhere else. I'm not that smart to come up with that stuff. <laughs> but it's called a 7.47 principle. Luke 7, verse 47. And we talked about the plan. Mm -hmm. And the idea being is, uh, Jesus said, He who is forgiven little, loves little. So in this context, the reason we have agape love, the reason we bear all things, believe all things, endure all things, because who did that first? For us. Can we not do it? Can we not do it? We can. We can. Good points. Anyone else? Peggy? Just from the Galatians, I'm pretty sure it was Ricky Jenkins when he was here, when he was talking about bearing one another's burdens. He related it as to um, our other people's burdens is a basket with handles, so others can help carry it. Ours does our burden doesn't have handles, so we bear that ourselves. But others' burdens have handles that we can help pick up. And that's a good mental picture. That's a good way to think about it. It's true. Anything else before we go to finish up? And love bears all things. The word, okay, the word, the word that bears all things or bears means to preserve, protect, or cover, <coughs> to keep off something that threatens. Um, and the idea being, love had rather protect than attack. Think about that for a second. This kind of love, this agape love, we're more into protecting one another then we are attacking one another. That's certainly not agape love, is it? Uh, that brings to mind what Jesus said when he was talking to Jerusalem, how often he would have gathered and gathers a hen, gathers her chicks under her wings, but you wouldn't do it. But you wouldn't do it. But he, he will do that for us if we'll let him. And, and that's an example, of course. We heard that this morning from Jeremiah 37 38. Um, it, it wasn't real pleasant being thrown into a dungeon in a pit, knee-deep in mud. Um, um, but the Lord didn't forget him, did he, Jeremiah? Um, Ecclesiastes 7 and verse 8, I think it's either 6 and verse 8 or 7 and verse 8, that says, Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. Isn't that our lives? When all said and done, and you're you're about to leave this earth, you're not going to be thinking about your bank account. You're not going to be thinking about your career. You're not going to be thinking about, let's see, the car. Well, I don't think about the Cardinals anyway, but uh, the way they're playing. But you're not going to think about the next sporting event. You know what you're going to be? Better is the end of a thing than its beginning. The better is the day. The Lord said this. The, the better is the day of one's death than the day of one's birth. Mm -hmm. Boy, that's hard for us to kind of get around that because we live for this life. 
Uh, but but that, isn't that true? Isn't the that, older you get, the more you feel the truth in that story. I wouldn't know. She's the only person that called me on. Jason, you got a comment? You know, First Corinthians uh, nine twelve, the second half of it says, "But we endure, which is bears, but we endure all things, so that we cause no hindrance to the gospel of Christ." Right. When we refuse to endure someone else's idiosyncrasies or whatever it might be, and we go on the attack instead of help or love or enduring, we're hindering the gospel of Christ. And we need it, it, it all comes back to that. Is that an easy thing to do? No, no. We've got to be frank and open. It's not easy, is it? And do we make mistakes at times? Uh, yes, we do. C.S. Lewis said, to love it all, oh, to love it all is to be vulnerable. When you love somebody, this agape love, it's hanging out there like a big matzo ball, as Seinfeld said. Um, you're vulnerable. You're vulnerable. And when you're vulnerable, vulnerable, sometimes uh, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt, Chad. I, the love things that we've studied about are so often a counter to the things that we do naturally. This, the covering aspect of this bearing is is subtle, and I love it because it's just it's like when you hear something bad about someone, your gossip is so natural. We share the bad things amongst each other, and this is basically you cover that. When you hear something bad about someone, you keep it to yourself. You talk to them about it, or you cover it, you keep it as quiet as possible. Mm. And that is just so counter what human nature, but that's love going over that, countering that. It is, and, and that's a really good point. And it ties right into the love believes all things. That ties into gossip sometimes. Love believes all things. Now that doesn't mean you just, we're gullible, we're naive, it doesn't, doesn't mean that at all. Um, uh, it's not Innately, at least, suspicious. Wonder why? Wonder why they did that. I'll bet you they had. And next thing you know, you built all these straw men. And that's all they are. And you just didn't have all the facts. Remember, we said early on, a lot of it has to do with understanding. We we don't understand. We start jumping to conclusions. We become judgmental. Um, so we have to be careful with that. Love believes all things. We look for the best in others. Is it hard to find uh, negative qualities in, in most people? That's not hard. That's not hard at all. I'm real good at that. Don't do that, Mitch. Don't do that. Don't, 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 don't ascribe... Sometimes I, I, I have, I've heard this before. Don't judge others by your own motives. Sometimes that happens, doesn't it? We, we ascribe these, these to somebody's actions, these motives, and we maybe need to look in the mirror and think, well, that's my, that was me uh, judging that way by my own motives. Be careful with that. Be careful with that. Or your own standards. Or your own standards? Yeah. We generally have a high standard for everybody else. <laughs> Notice that. Standard uh, for me, uh, not so high. Be careful with our standards. 
Now we have a standard. We can't ever forget that. This just says what it says and means what it means. And uh, the Lord said, don't be naive about this. You're going to have to stand up for this. And sometimes you have to say things that say it in a good way, but there are things to be said. Well, that's why Paul was saying this in, in the 13th chapter. He said it in a good way, but it had to be said. That's right. Yeah, that's true. Love, uh, under on page 31, point E, love takes people at their word, comma, I don't have a comma here, uh, but as long as it can. You take people at their word as long as, as long as you can. Until, until, you're, until it's proved uh, uh, differently. Ephesians 4, verses 11 through 16, I think it's actually verse 16 that this says this. Love speaks the truth. Love speaks the truth. Uh, there, there is truth. You know, you know we, we can't sugarcoat truth. Truth is truth. We understand that in everything. We understand that in math. There are certain truths about math. There are certain biological truths. But when it gets to the Bible, sometimes we just say, well, that's just your opinion. Well, try that in your math class and see how that works for you, to the teacher. Well, that's just your opinion that, oh boy, A squared plus B squared equals C squared. That's just your opinion. Well, that's an F. Thank you for, thank you for speaking up. Uh, we, we understand that everywhere, but it but seems like in the Bible. You know, how many ways is there to interpret one and two syllable words. Not very many. The Lord wrote this on about a sixth or seventh grade level, so we could all understand it. He could have written a PhD thesis, none of us could have got it. Could have. You know, he does it so he, he wrote it so we can understand it. So then we say, well that's just your opinion. Well how do you interpret a one syllable word? It means what it means. Right? So we so it bears all things, yes, that's true. But it doesn't bear false teaching. But even then, you have to say it in the right way, don't you? You do. I've used this before, but he's dead now. But Ken Leach used to say, um, when talking about this kind of thing, uh, you're going to hell. Did you want to have a Bible study? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, that's, that's an extreme. I get it. But, and he used it as an illustration. But there are ways to say things. Uh, to get a Bible study, and that certainly that's not the way to say it. That's not the way to say it. Uh, uh, yes, ma'am? I just wanted to, um, when you're talking about that, my uh, grandmother, uh, my dad's mother, was, uh, she, she was raised a free will Baptist. I, I didn't know that she ever went to church, but we used to go to, to Casa Grande at least twice a month. And we would always go early enough, so we would go to church, and we would take her with us. And she always went, and she was starting to lean toward the truth and understanding it. Unfortunately, maybe, well, yeah, the, the preacher went to visit her one day and told her that the Baptists were wrong, they were going to hell. She never stepped foot inside the church building again, ever. And, that, and he just used the wrong words. Do words make a difference? Yes, they do. Proverbs they, 25, 11. They really do. They really do. We, we had a friend, he's dead now, he's a preacher down in Lubbock, Texas. 
Um, and he, he could tell you that you're ugly. <laughs> and you'd give him a hug. <laughs> he had this way about him that, that you wanted to listen to what he had to say. And there are others who could tell you good morning and you'd be, you wonder, what's their problem? <laughs> it's, it's in the tone, it's in inflection, it's the choice of the words, it's all these things at the same time keeping to the truth. There are lessons for that, aren't there? There really are. Um, anything else before we go to love hopes all things? Chad, you may have to say something. My prayer, just if you need to say something, I'm not trying to overlook it. Uh, love hopes all things. Does do we give up on people? Or should we give up on people? Maybe that's a better way to say it. Did, did, did Jesus give up on us? Did Jesus give up on Judas? Think about this for a second. I think we might have touched that. I might have been talking to somebody or might have said in this class. But for three and a half years, <clears throat> Judas is in the, one of the twelve. Now what was Judas, among other things? He carried the purse. He carried the wallet, we might say, or the... European carry-all is another sign of uh, What was he doing during that time? He was stealing from the purse during all of this time. What Jesus, you're out. You're out of the club. He didn't say that, did he? He kept hanging in and hanging in even to the night of his betrayal. Remember that? Judas is there. Judas knows what he's going to do. The Lord knows what he's going to do. And he washed his feet. He still washed his feet, didn't he? <coughs> he didn't give up on him. Sometimes we write people off. I give up. Jesus didn't. And according to this, I don't think we're supposed to either. Love hopes all things. You always have hope. <coughs> as long as you're breathing, there's hope. So I'm going to turn to 2 Peter 3 and verse 9. 2 Peter, it's not in your notes, but 2 Peter 3 at verse 9. And when you get there, um, read it please, but read it kind of loudly. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. The Lord has His promises. And they're, they're certain. But he said, I'm, notice that word, long-suffering. Remember 1 Corinthians 13? What was the first word in this list of agape love qualities? Long-suffering or patience. Remember that? Uh, okay, here's a little test. What, what did the word patient, patience mean in the original Greek language? Slow, slow to boil, slow to boil. Jesus is slow to boil. He's long-suffering, not willing that any should perish. That's why we hope all things. That's why he wrote, what Peter wrote, 2 Peter 3 and verse 9, why Paul wrote this, 
not willing that any should perish. Why are we to be patient? Because there's hope as long as we're breathing. Mike? Just, just a quick note, because uh, if I recall right, on the night that Jesus was betrayed, it said that, Jesus, that the devil had already entered Judas in the washing of the feet. And Jesus washed his feet and then said, do what you must do. He knew the devil had already taken Judas. To the last minute, God was patient. <clears throat> what about the thief on the cross? Now, Jesus had not died yet. The new Colossians 2, his new law had not been nailed to the cross. The old law had not been nailed to the cross yet, so there's a difference. But even with that being said... Um, uh, what 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 did one of the thieves? What did he tell one of the thieves? Today, you'll be with me in paradise. So there's hope even to the end. What about the? Uh, remember the the vineyard, the parable of the vineyard. Remember that he went out early in the morning to hire hired people, and they agreed, "I'll work all day for you for this." And then what about at the 11th hour? We call them the 11th hour people or 11.58 or 59. Uh, what, what reward did they get? They got the same. They got the same. The only little caveat to that is, and in my opinion at least, is that Jesus said, why are you still standing here, folks? And remember what their reply was? Nobody's asked me yet. Nobody's hired me yet. I don't think we can play games with the Lord and go through our whole life knowing I'm going to live it up. But boy, that at 11.59, he's not going to play that game. Why were they still waiting? Because no one had invited them. No one had hired them. So I don't think we've we got to be careful with that. Well, you know, you've heard people say, well, uh, religion's for, for, for old people. Well, religion is for old people. But I'll tell you, it's for young people too. And we have lots of examples. Right? David, Samuel, I mean, you can go on and on and on. Uh, even in the, in the Old Testament. Okay, we got about three or four minutes. I got to need to get. Love endures all things. Endures all things. Uh, the word endures there means to remain under. To remain under. Uh, it's not passive resignation, but. There are going to be setbacks and trials, and there are going to be all these things. You got to hang in there. That's that's what we might say. You got to hang in, because things are going to get rough. Second Timothy two and verse three. Someone read that real quickly. Second Timothy two, chapter two and verse three. Endures all things. Read that, please. Sharing suffering is a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Being a soldier is not a game, particularly in a war zone. You play for keeps there. It's a zero-sum game. You either survive or, or you don't. I mean, it's, it's, so he says, we get that. A policeman is a zero-sum game. Uh, survival is on the line. You don't play games. And the Lord said, uh, you're soldiers, by the way. Endure the, what was that word again? Suffering. The hardship or suffering, remaining under, endures all things. There's going to be hardships and suffering. This is not a game either. Uh, 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 Christianity is not a game. 
you're going to have to endure hardship like a soldier. Maybe that verse 4 kind of ties that no soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. I think that goes along with the suffering. Focus. Yeah. Focus. Uh, when you're in the military, you're not worried about uh, uh, civilian things. Uh, you, you, you report to your sergeant or your officer and you take care of that business. You're not worried about what's going on back home. Better not be. You're going to put folks at risk. You really are. Notice in point F on page 32. The church at Corinth was striving, I got this highlighted, was striving for the spectacular spiritual gifts in order to satisfy their what? Ego. See, egos. Oh, that's covered too. And the Lord knew what He was doing. Boom. Proud. Ego. What about that one? Would that apply to envy? Oh yeah. For sure. Selfish. Oh, big time. We've got an asterisk by selfish. That's at the root of almost all of them. Selfish. Um... Ephesians 5 and verse 29. The last one we'll read today. Ephesians 5, verse 29. Read it loudly, please. Ephesians 5, verse 29. The same writer, Paul, wrote this. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. Just as the Lord loves the church. The Lord, what were those other uh, uh, descriptors? Uh, in, uh, love, uh, read that again. Nourishes, nourishes, cherishes, cherishes, just as the Lord does. The okay, so we're to cherish one another, love one another, just as the Lord loved. Now, by the way, who's the church? This building. Does the Lord love this building? We are the church. We are the church. The people are the church, and He says He He nourishes and He cherishes us. So, would that help you get through the tough times sometimes? It should. It should. And then the last one, no Christian who really loves is inferior to anyone or anything. That's a fact. Maybe you are the big toe in the body. Or maybe you're the, uh, a beautiful eye. Well, good for you. We're all, no one is inferior to any other. Use your talents, right? Use your talents. And the toe is just as important as the hearing or the eye. That's what the Lord Himself said. Oh, by the way, what's the reward? Now, if you if you got an eye, if you're pretty, you got an eye, you look good, smell good. What about, or where, where are you going at the end? You get a bigger mansion. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so the toe people don't get a shack, right? We all get the same reward. We all get the same reward. Well, and how long will you remember all of your hardships? And some, let's face it now, some of you go through a lot more than, than I've had to go through. Um, same reward. How long will you remember that, you think, after the Lord comes back or after you die? Probably two seconds. I'm not even sure you'd even... That's in the past. It's all gone. You're not going to remember any of that. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.